0: Oh, by, by the way, my advent calendar was a cream egg this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, is it one of those little uh, cream eggs? Not a proper <coughs> cream egg. Yeah, it's called Twisted. Yes, that's the one. A little tiny I one. I think they might be better than cream eggs, to be honest. They're a bit, they're a bit easier to wield in the mouth than a cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> I found a cabbage cream egg a bit much. To another episode of 10 Hour Timestamp, the podcast where Stu finally gets to nominate a point and click adventure game and then he doesn't even bother to turn up. Yes, that's right. It's a stewless episode because he needed a break. And I allowed that to happen. But fear not. I'm not just here waffling away to myself for 90 minutes. Today we've got a guest co-host, and folk who've listened to the podcast since its inception will recognise that voice as the one and only Boney M, otherwise known as John Bone. (laughs) Say hello, Mr Bone. Hello, Mr Bone. (laughs) So you're a fan of point-and-click adventure games anyway, right? I am a
0: a big fan of point-and-click adventure games, and when you suggested I join you on this episode... I jumped to the chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're probably the perf- perfect person to fill in at short notice because you probably would have been playing them anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You actually <laughs> disturbed a playthrough by asking me.
1: <laughs> so, uh, this week's games are, uh, that's games plural, uh, the uh, LucasArts adventure games uh, based around Indiana Jones. Have you played them previously? i played both of them previously, and I'd i pro- yeah, I played it. one of them
0: extensively.
1: Okay, yeah. I can guess which one that is. Yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah,
0: the, the good one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> um,
1: have you been to the opticians lately? By the way,
0: I, I've not. I've not. No. I, 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 I uh, I've not got contact lenses, so I can't snog anyone at Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh no! No, just to clarify that, I just, I did just get uh, a Specsavers um, notification through the letterbox. <laughs> Literally just before recording this, so that's that's strange. Anyway, my question of the day for you, John: Which Indiana Jones film is the best one? I would have to say, and this is
0: controversial. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, okay,
1: I don't think that's as controversial as the one that I go for. Oh bloody um, hell! You know, you <laughs> don't go for the. <laughs> uh, no, no, no! I'm not that controversial. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mental. <laughs> No, I mean, there's only three films, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm not an enormous Indiana Jones fan. Uh, It used to be a film that was on every single Christmas growing Mm. up, so I used to watch them then. And the one that was always on... And the one that I enjoyed the most was Temple of Doom, which yeah. doesn't doesn't seem to get much love from anyone. No, it's uh, the weirdest one. Yeah,
0: out of all of them, it's probably. Was it? Is it got like the, the least actual plot out of all of
1: them? Mm, I would say so. Uh, I mean, part of it is basically a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, going, they're going through the, mine, the, probably uh, the, the, the mind. Probably the best
0: game. bit of it is a roller yeah, coaster. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just like it because it's so grim in comparison to yeah. anything else. Uh, probably Spielberg has ever touched uh, Yeah, it's just I don't know, it's almost like he was pissed off That day and decided, you know what I'm just going to ruin a franchise And then for the next one, Last Crusade He was like, oh, let's let's go back to being nice Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one But yeah, that's that's always the top of my list
0: And it also goes uh, Hand in hand with all prequels Being a bit shitter
1: than the normal films <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's true That's true so today we're actually covering two games. Uh, I've played roughly five hours piece, although I can't remember if it's a 50-50 split. Uh, I guess I'll just find out when I play the diary entries back. The original game, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, was developed by LucasArts and released in 1989. Spielberg was such a fan of the game, he was inspired to bring 1995's The Dig into real life, which I believe was supposed to be a film... That didn't go ahead. Really, I'm I didn't. Pretty sure. Uh, I remember playing the dig
0: when I was younger, yeah. but i I haven't revisited it because I remember it just being
1: so strange and so, mm-hmm. and so hard as well. Yes, it was extremely obtuse. I remember that much. I guess that's the problem with setting it on an alien planet. Yeah, there's. It, that's the one where you, there's one part we have to reconstruct an alien skeleton, like a
0: weird turtle yeah. thing. And you've got yeah. no point of reference because it's an alien.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the game. It, it really is uh, um, the extremities of, of what a point-and-click game will, uh, will do to, to make you solve puzzles uh, based on thin air more than anything else. Uh, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, it was a repurposed script for a film that didn't get the green light. So uh, he went with a point-click adventure game and said, I could be making this up. I'm sure I read that. It sounds like a
0: fever dream.
1: It does, <laughs> but if I'm if I'm correct, then uh, I get two make believe points Ooh. for for being correct. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was the next adventure. This one released in 1992, and once again slapped together by those point and click happy chaps at Lucasarts. Both games are typically heralded in the same way as all Lucasarts adventure games are, in that they were critically well received, and they've got a huge fan base, and that definitely does not worry me at all. Shall we listen to the first diary entry? Not. Stu <laughs> he's Stu like, like you're referring to me for
0: the rest of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did have Stu written down uh, on my intro, so I've just had to add the <laughs> knot in there. Uh. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's listen to it. <laughs> let's go. So, first impressions: the intro and music are cute as fuck and very nicely done for the time. But then the game starts, and I'm immediately seeing problems. You are Indiana Jones. What is your goal? Dunno, it feels like you're an actor in a film that hasn't been given a script. Scene one, take one, and action. Harrison, why are you walking around and describing everything you see? Why do you keep saying you don't know how to use things? Harrison! Harrison, are you okay? That's what the game is like, because there is absolutely no indication of what to do, or where to go, or why you're doing anything. The game starts, you have a conversation with the head of the faculty, then you don't get any further exposition until you randomly find your office, get past a load of angry students, and then climb out of a window. Only then, does someone take you away and explain what the plot of the game is. Then they immediately just take you back to where you were. Second issue, I'm getting right into it this month, second issue, death. Point-and-click games should not have a fail state. I don't care how much you disagree with this statement, it's true. Dying off means redoing puzzles that you already know the answers to. There's no enjoyment in that, it's tedious. I got stuck in a library in Venice, thinking I was solving a puzzle correctly, but it turns out I wasn't in a library in Venice. I was in a maze that looks like a library in Venice, with rooms that look nearly identical, and no indication that they're really any different unless you're paying close attention. After getting locked up in Nazi jail, I had to redo everything up to this point. Oh good, you can't skip dialogue. And I eventually realised why I was getting it wrong. Then I got put into an actual maze. I don't want to be like this, I promise you. But so far, everything in Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is the reason I stopped enjoying point-and-click games. I find them infuriating and mind-numbing. So, thanks, Stu. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wanted to uh, at the start of the game, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> um, so, to cover some of those points, uh, what what are your what are your thoughts on on a fail state in point-and-click adventure games, as someone who plays them quite a lot? Uh, I think it is just the worst.
0: <laughs> it's the absolute pits. Good! So One of the best things about the original Monkey Island is that it plays with that idea, and actively takes the piss by mm-hmm. making you think you've died at one point, and then yeah. going, Haha, "No, that's shit. That's a bad idea."
1: <laughs> it is. It's. This is what I always think of because I like difficult games, and people get mm. so frustrated with difficult games because they have to redo things and blah blah blah. But I don't mind that because you're you're actively in control, and there's different ways you can yeah you can try to overcome it. But there isn't in a point and clicker game. You you are just Doing the same thing again yeah. So I, yeah I don't know why I mean I grew up with Sierra Games And Man Alive Were they <laughs> the worst for doing this uh, I, I don't think I, I Got really anywhere without Using just a guide to go through The entire games at uh, which point I might as well be Watching a film
0: I think I think the only point um, the only point and click Adventure where I've actually I actually agree with it being a, a fail state is Ladgy Suit Larry Where he can make his testicles explode <laughs> well, I mean that's fair. That's part of the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it adds a lot of depth to the character.
1: It does. So what did uh, what did you think about the opening uh the opening hour of the game? Well, I had a very different experience to you. Okay. In that I spent about 45
0: minutes learning to fight at the start.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know I didn't even know you could do that. I only found out after <laughs> I
0: I cuz I um I walked into the boxing ring and I was like, oh, a fight. And then I had to pause the game, look up instructions on how to fight. Because I I remember there being a weird control scheme around it and it being awful. And then I realized that I've got one of these gaming keyboards. Mm. It doesn't have a number pad. Oh, and you use the number pad. It does. Yes. So I had to get. I had to literally, like, unplug my my keyboard, fish out the the janky keyboard I use for work, oh, and start no. start a fight using that. <laughs> which is, what an ordeal! This is different to how I normally start a fight when I'm at work. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awful, isn't it? The the, the yeah. fighting is. I mean, we'll probably get into the fighting later because it is apparently all avoidable but um okay. I yeah i the, we'll we'll talk about some of this later, but the the mm-hmm. the way that some of it is avoidable you you have to know the game inside out to yeah. to actually do it. it's insane, but yeah, so as you were saying after uh, boxing aside uh you're just wandering around mm-hmm. there's no guidance whatsoever, and nope. at the first puzzle is an annoying conversation tree that yes is is really repetitive and and seems like you just you, you just have to just stumble upon it by chance because yeah. i i did i I went into that conversation like three times that option only came up <laughs> about the third or fourth time i was i was in there and i was like okay oh, really? what I, I, maybe i'm stupid maybe maybe <laughs> it's just me not noticing but that did not seem like a good first puzzle to stick into No. A game.
1: I mean to clarify what essentially what happens is you're in the university you go into your faculty office and there are like a hundred students in there all complaining that you haven't signed off something or other and the receptionist won't let you go through until you resolve that issue And, Mm. and to resolve that issue you basically just have to click on the right dialogue option i can't remember what it was it was just something like hold them here, I'll call them in one at a time. Yeah, give, like that. give them all a number and I'll see them yes, in turn. Yes, that was it.
0: But yeah. it, it also ties in with one of the weird problems the game has early on, in that you may as well just watch the film because it's yeah. better. <laughs> like, it, it literally just follows... Like, the big chunks of it just follow scenes from the film mm-hmm. and add in the occasional, like, one-line joke. That, that bit is, is, like, one of the... Like, that is not the best bit of the film.
1: <laughs> it's like, we have to recreate it one-one. Yeah. Even the boring bits that should not be in a game. Uh, yeah, it's. I think this is probably a time, certainly 80s, it must have been right at the end of it, where they would buy a license, and especially because <laughs> it's LucasArts as well, so they, they are firmly tied in with, uh, with Lucasfilm, that they feel like they had to kind of just make... The film but as a game yeah. which was obviously quite common through the 80s if you, if, even if you look at the arcade stuff you've got like Terminator is you're fighting the Terminators and uh, everything is kind of based on the film thankfully Fate of Atlantis obviously moves away from that and has its own adventure which uh, may or may not work better we'll, <laughs> we'll come to that um, but yeah as to, in terms of fighting I didn't actually get to any of the fighting and I know for the sequel they added in a sucker punch button, so oh, if you really? didn't want to do the fighting, you could just press zero on the numpad, and he knocks them out before you get into a fight. Um, I think it affects the ending that you get, but obviously they were like, yeah, hey, how would you like this? I
0: would not reach the ending without that button. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, I've not heard great things. So, so what? I mean, do you want to explain how the fighting works? If yeah, you can, if, if you can. The
0: thing is, I can't. I can't believe you didn't get to do any. That's,
1: nope. You'll I, see why.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it's um, it's it. it it'll, you'll have a conversation. It'll go awry, and then hmm. all of a sudden, there'll be two health bars appear at the bottom of the screen. Okay. And um, you've got a high low and middle but uh, set of buttons for each and and one is step back one is block and one is punch you can do a high punch a high block um to be honest i think all the step back buttons they're exactly the same but you essentially it's just like a imagine the worst version of street fighter (laughs) just like a a two-dimensional like and like like almost like paper art you are you're literally like side on just yeah. high middle low it's okay. horrendous it's so <laughs> janky and the buttons don't feel like they really do anything oh, like no. a lot of times you're push- pushing a button and you're like I don't think this is actually trying to do a thing <laughs> and I think there is an energy there's like an energy bar or something but it I I'm not I will read the manual <laughs> as far as finding out what the buttons are yeah. If you want me to read further than that, <laughs> then you are out of luck. You, you better put that on the screen. you better make that a little more obvious. And I know we're it playing just, a game from 1989, but uh, yeah. Jesus. It, it,
1: it sounds like somebody had an idea to put something in the game, and they spent so long on it, that even though it didn't work, they were like, well, we're going to have to put it in, otherwise George is going to be really upset that we didn't use his fighting mechanics. So they just kind of went with it anyway. It, yeah, and it's
0: it's just the worst part of the game, and it is... <laughs> in the game a lot it, oh, no. it, it, and it's, it's one of those things that it, it's sort of like a punishment for if you mess up, so if you if you right. get stopped by a Nazi and you're like oh I've said the wrong thing fight, you're doing a fight <laughs> that's bad, bad Johnny sorry bad not Stu <laughs> you're doing a fight and that's that's the worst punishment I could possibly give you I'd, oh right okay yeah <laughs> uh,
1: does it, it is it kind of trying to provide you with a an option of well you could die here or you could attempt to get past this fight which is going to be probably worse than just dying and trying all over again Not really because
0: that is all the right. way you die Oh it is the bad option of the scenario and the only way yeah. you can get out of it is by being good at pushing numbers <laughs> And Just annoying, what every point and click game needs. The really annoying thing for me is that every modern keyboard has a number lock button right next to the number pad. Yeah. They can very easily push if you're panicking. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the janky fight, you can turn your friggin' joystick <laughs> off essentially. <laughs> oh man. Oh
1: god. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm glad I didn't I didn't get to touch the fight. And I didn't even I tried to get into the boxing ring at the start and for some reason i assumed i couldn't it's um,
0: there's the same issue a lot of the ga- early game had for me is you, when you move your mouse around you don't automatically see no what is there you have to click what nope. is yes and then move your mouse around and then you can essentially identify things mm-hmm. and so a lot of the time it's so like it's so many clicks to get mm-hmm. to something that you a lot of the time you'll just give up on it So, if you like, walk to boxing ring. Oh, that doesn't work. Use boxing ring. That doesn't work. Oh, screw it. I can't be bothered anymore. (laughs) Because
1: you're basically, I could go through the next like twelve verbs to try and do this, or it might just not work at all. So I'm just going to give up.
0: And because you can't see, you can't just hover your mouse over it and and find it. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, the boxing ring is a large one. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> but like there are other ones where it's a few pixels, and you've got to find that little bit of the screen every single time you mm. want to attempt it.
1: Yeah, it's- yeah, and some rooms are worse than others in that case. So I think I do describe one later on, uh, like how ridiculous it is to have to find this thing when it gives you no indication of if you're hovering over something that could potentially be uh, usable in any way. Uh, I think this game is exceptionally guilty of that. Uh, throughout the the bits that I played, at least. But let's uh, this next one is hours two, three, and four together. I, oh my god! Let's let's see if things got better. Hour two, three, four. So I sat with the game for a solid morning just to get through as much of this as possible and I've gotten practically nowhere. I don't like to immediately just badmouth a game though, and say nothing good about it, so I'm gonna say some nice things first. The game looks very nice, the characters are full of life, and basically just what you'd come to expect from LucasArts. I hate literally everything else about the game. So in this time, I've wandered throughout the entirety of Venice for at least an hour, through the streets and through the catacombs, and. All I have to show for it is a bottle of wine. I don't know what to do with that bottle of wine. I went back to the USA. I wandered around there clicking on everything. I found a chest in Henry's house. It's locked. I don't know how to open it. I then went back to Venice. I wandered around clicking on things. I found absolutely nothing else. I then went back to the USA. I wandered around clicking on things. I made a bookshelf fall over. After straining my eyes, I spotted something on the back of that bookcase, and it was described as... Lumpy tape? What the fuck am I supposed to do with any of these disparate pieces? What is my goal? What am I aiming for? This game is a filthy mess of broken logic. You have so many commands here. Push, pull, give, open, close, look, walk to, pick up, what is, use, turn on, turn off, talk, travel. And I've currently got a million and one items, none of which seem to do anything that could be of any use. A painting, a bottle of wine, a hook, a red cordon, and yet I'm just wandering round and round in the catacombs of Venice, clicking on a thing, and then clicking on something else, and getting absolutely nowhere. I'm not very good at point-and-click adventure games. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's well, clear from, uh, from my progress so far, but that's four hours in, uh, and I'm probably not really out of the first... Uh, scenario i guess whatever that scenario is because i literally don't know what my purpose is in the game
0: well they, they managed to front load this game by putting the worst bit rights at the start <laughs> like those catacombs are just horrendous i mean mm. i've played the game before uh it, quite a few years ago now but like i've i played it as a teenager
1: yeah.
0: and i i just shut that out of my brain i'd completely <laughs> just blanked that like that i'd, I'd repressed it yeah. like i i i did end up finding the solution to get to the next bit of the catechism, but it took me oh god i i because i wasn't actually making diary entries but yeah it must yeah. have taken me a couple of hours to get through yeah. that section um
1: did you so actually what, um, no? <laughs> no, no. You'll find out why. Uh, no, this is this is the totality of my experience with the game. Um, there is another hour entry uh, <laughs> on this game before I move on to the next one, but that that is as far as I get, and you'll you'll see why. Oh, but wow. I don't I don't know why he's in there. What what my what I'm trying to do with any of the pieces that it's given me? There's just like there's no driving point of okay. Here I've got these things. I need to I need to find this thing. I've got some lumpy tape and a bottle of wine, and I'm walking around in some catacombs, and I don't know what what the solution is because I don't know what the problem is that I need to solve. So uh, yeah, yeah, well, completely lost. The
0: the solution uh, is. After much wandering around and just clicking things on other things, mm. um, you walk to the fountain and fill the bottle with water, because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that torch. I was like, "I need that torch. that torch yeah. is useful, yeah, yeah, you fill the bottle with water and then you pour the water onto the mud around the torch, and it softens right,
1: up. and oh, then when okay. you go
0: to pick up the torch, it opens like a trapdoor beneath you and you <laughs> fall into the next bit of the catacombs. Right. Does it give any
1: indication that that would be the thing?
0: No, but I, I'd already picked up the hook. Okay, yeah, I did have a hook There were well. two items. There's the yeah. hook and the torch. Yeah. I'd got the hook. Yeah. So I knew the torch had to do something. <laughs> so I was just like, right, I'm going to use my, my point-and-click logic, and I'm going to try and make that torch do a thing. Yeah. And I eventually yeah, made sense. it do a thing. But the thing is... You drop down and it's just more catacombs. Oh, God. And then there's a puzzle and then there's more catacombs and then there's a puzzle. <laughs> and these puzzles are um, all related to the, the Grail book, which in itself is what you were talking about with the verbs. Mm-hmm. It's a best example of it. Yeah. Look at. It's a book. Okay, mm-hmm. use. I, I, I don't know how to do that. You have to open <laughs> Book. Yes. And that's like an yeah. open book makes you look at it.
1: Not look mm-hmm. at. No, no, of course. Because look at is describe. You would just be looking at the outside of the book <laughs> if you didn't open it first. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pedantic.
0: Yeah, so uh, there, there are certain uh, puzzles down there we have to look at the book and then it gives you basically gives you the solution. And the hard yeah. bit is actually trying to manipulate the thing in order to give you the solution because the controls <laughs> are. <laughs> Like, do I push it? Do I turn it on? Because <laughs> no. there's, there's one point where you have to make a make a tune by hitting skulls, and that's one of the puzzles in the catacombs. Right. And you, you have to just use skull, and you just... <laughs> Doing! That, well, that's... After being so pedantic about open
1: the book... Yeah. I'll just use a skull. Yeah, That's how you use a skull. You hit it to make a nice uh, music noise in order to solve a puzzle. But uh, that that book does come into it earlier in the library itself. You have to solve yes, the puzzle yeah. of getting through the floor. Again, I, I wasn't 100% clear that that's what my purpose was. But the problem is, and the reason I was getting so frustrated with it, you go into the library and then you can go... Left or right, but it's actually more than left or right because there are front shelves and back shelves, and it doesn't quite make it clear that that those are different places to go to. Because as you walk through those screens, you tend to go bookshelves, and then the next screen is a window then with a mural on the floor. Then the next screen is bookshelves, and then mural on the floor. And it just repeats like that over and over. And they look almost identical to the point where I think I'd got... I'd gone in and got to the first mural and I was trying to work out what the hell I needed to do and I got arrested Mm. and then I had to redo it and then when I next went in I went a different direction and got to what I thought was the same place but it wasn't the same place it just looked exactly the same but it doesn't it doesn't make it clear because you look at the book and you're like
0: well that's exactly the same uh, Mm -hmm. stained glass window as in the book so then yeah. you try and then the the, the Nazi comes in and, and says, Oh, no, shakes his finger yeah. at you and then kicks yeah. you out of the library. Which is what Nazis do. Yes, if you're seen smashing up a, a <laughs> if you're smashing up a library in Venice and there's a Nazi walks in with a machine gun, yeah. it it'll just tell you off and remove you from the premises. Oh,
1: that's very naughty. <laughs> out you go. It's like actually literally smashing the floor in with the uh, (laughs) cordon. Stoving it in. (laughs) Yeah. He gives you three times before he uh, he puts you in Nazi jail. Oh, really? You can actually
0: go to. I thought you were just. Just joking about no, that You
1: go You go to Nazi jail and have to start the entire game again If you haven't saved, which I did not Jesus so, uh, To replay all the, all the way back up to that point again uh, With no dialogue skipping So uh, yeah uh, That was probably a good 40 minutes of just getting back To where I was
0: Because I, I discovered that, you, that Just looking with your own human eyeballs Isn't good yes. enough What you have to do is click look at mm-hmm. And one of the one of the stained glass windows, he says, "That's just like all of yes. the others." He says, "Oh, that's a lot
1: like." And yeah. there's one where he says, "That's just like." Yeah, but, but unless they... you know, unless you see that, then you're like, "Oh, right, this is the one." But if yeah. you're looking at the one that isn't the one, and he says, "Oh, yeah, that's that's probably good enough." Yeah, then you're like, "Oh, okay, let's let's go here then." It's another but equally. It's... I didn't know there were multiple glass windows, (laughs) also made it worse. The only reason I knew is because one of them has a cordon in front of it, Mm. and I found that first time when I first went in there, but on the second time, because I went a different way by accident, there wasn't a a cordon there that I needed to smash through the floor, so I was like, well... Have they moved it? So then I carried on walking around, and I must have—I must have been clicking for a solid five minutes before I eventually found the place that I was last time to uh, attempt the puzzle again. That's how I realised that I wasn't in the right place. So uh, yeah, yeah, trial and error, always fun. <laughs> the face—it also highlights another
0: issue that the game has. Not—not not to bag on it too much, but <laughs> no, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just became aware I was like people might be listening to this because they like this game <laughs> well they um, shouldn't because they're yeah, wrong you, the the way forward in this part of the game is to know the movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a just a, a kind of a big issue is like you know yeah. if you're playing this just because you you know you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark or you, maybe you're a Crystal Skull fan
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you think yeah I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick up Last Crusade mm-hmm You've got to remember that scene and what you're actually going for because as far as I know there's no real guidance that you need to get through the floor and and actually no. like get into the catacombs.
1: I suppose it kind of falls into the same category as uh The Hobbit on the ZX Spectrum which is a game that is virtually impossible unless you read the book while you're playing the game <laughs> because you need to you need to like type out what you're doing. And all of the things that you need to do are basically what is done in the book. So, it's like if you haven't read the book, or you've got no idea what to do next, then, yeah, without the actual novel that uh, the game is linked to, you've got no chance. As
0: if as if playing a Hobbit game on the ZX Spectrum wasn't nerdy enough. You've got to read a book <laughs> exactly. while you're doing it. I
1: know. It's one of the main reasons I never got past like the second screen on the Hobbit. Um, it is very specifically a game about that book, and uh, and if you haven't read that book, then you yeah, no chance. And that's that's what this game is. If you don't have the 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 film clearly in memory, then uh, have a second screwed.
0: monitor with the film playing. And When you get to yeah. that scene, just pause it.
1: If only they'd made it about Temple of Doom, I would have been fine. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> just make it a roller coaster simulator. <laughs> exactly, a roller coaster just... tycoon Indiana Jones edition. <laughs>
1: Just making a minecart roller coaster, that would have been perfect. And eating monkey brains. Bye. <sighs> a game shouldn't feel like work, should it? I mean, I shouldn't be actually dreading playing something. That's the opposite of play, right? If you dread something that's supposed to be fun, then that's not fun. I dread this game. It's work, there's nothing fun about it. To get me through this hour, I used a walkthrough and I genuinely don't know how anyone is supposed to be able to get through this game without just randomly guessing things. So, to pick up where I left off, the lumpy sellotape I had, you have to go to Indy's room at the college, and right at the back, taking up maybe 1% of the entire screen, is a jar. That jar has solvent in it. Put the sellotape in that jar and it becomes a key. Then you use the key on the chest in Henry's house, and you get an old book. The walkthrough also states that I need to use the bottle of wine and the fountain in Venice. Don't know why, I just do that anyway. And then we have a problem. The guide wants me to go into the library to examine some books. However the library is closed. Probably because I smashed a hole in the floor to get to the catacombs. So I go back into the catacombs and wander round and round and round until I find the place I entered through the library and it seems I can't go back up that way. So I'm locked out of the library even though there's an item in there that I need I've, basically, I've just soft-locked my game. What a funny joke, LucasArts. Oh, you are funny. Ha ha. Now I'll have to play the entire game back up to this point so I can carry on. Ha ha ha. Oh, but I wouldn't know that unless I had a guide. What a jape. What a hilarious fucking sham. You absolute assholes! I hate this game. I would never want to play it again. I'm moving on to the other game. If it's the same as this, I may as well just spend the next five hours humming to myself instead. Ten-hour ten, oh, time I don't like this game. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it just reminds me of the amount of time I spent. I remember getting um, the Sierra collections of Space Quest and, Oh yeah. um, Space Quest and Police Quest. And uh, felt like I'd been robbed. I've got to be honest. Uh, it was like 40 quid. I think they were 20 quid each. And I was like, wow, that's like 12 games Thereabouts that I can play through And until uh, the internet came to fruition And guides were available I probably got no further than the first few screens I enjoyed them, uh, the first few screens of each of the games Just because they were amazing to look at Yeah. Um, uh, Obviously the earlier ones weren't necessarily But as they went further on I think that's the, the thing that really drew people to point and click games at that time is they looked so much better than any other game uh, there was so much detail and atmosphere in point and click adventure games that you almost forgave the stupid logic at times because they just looked incredible because they the map paintings essentially, they don't mm. need to do the, the same things that, that other games do, they can create these beautiful landscapes and buildings and structures because there's not a lot that's moving in them outside the main character uh so i i I think that's that's why point and click kind of got really successful for a brief window in retro gaming history and then fell off
0: yeah i think i think one of the things that happened was they were like trying to turn them they were trying to keep them up to date with what was going on in gaming so Mm. you ended up with stuff like escape from monkey island yes where they did like a 3d monkey island game yeah that really like i mean they proved it with return to monkey island just make a 2d one because that's the that's good that's the way you do it like and it does always amazes me how i have i've had exactly the same experience as you with space quest and police quest Mm. I honestly sometimes I think you're a figment of my imagination (laughs) because I've made I've made a friend up in my head who is essentially a lighter version of myself
1: I was just thinking the other day the very first game I bought for PC when I I got one as a kid maybe like 14 or 15 the, the house got a PC and uh, I had some money for Christmas and I got two games, one of them was a flight simulator I can't, rem- or t- uh, I can't remember the name of that one, but the other one was a point-and-click adventure game Because uh, it was it was a PC thing, it was something that I, I didn't have on the SNES, I didn't have on the ZX Spectrum um, So it was like, oh, a new experience, and it was The Legend of Kyrandia uh, the, the point-and-click game that I picked up and it's full of all of the things that I hate. <laughs> there's there's death constantly. There's dead ends. There's things you should have done that you don't know about that will just stop you from getting any further. It, it, all of it, but it looked better than anything I'd ever seen prior. It, it, it like the artwork and everything was stunning. It had voice acting. It was it was beautiful to look at, and that kind of got me over the hump of hating everything else about the game
0: (laughs) well going back to uh last crusade uh you don't actually need to hate it as much as you did because it sounds like whatever walkthrough you got hold of Mm. uh, was telling you about optional things oh the the books and things i didn't pick any i got quite far i got almost to the end of the game i think in my five hours right but i didn't touch any of those books I found out because uh, I, I played the first. I played about two and a half hours in my first stint, and then I, mm-hmm. about two, just over two and a half hours in my my last one. Probably about three hours because I wanted to see the end of a certain section. Yeah, I got out of the out of the catacombs,
1: okay,
0: um, and I got to essentially a castle, which is very, which is like the catacombs but with fighting. Hooray! <laughs> <Right. laughs> and it, from what I understand. Because uh, after after getting after finishing, I I'd got to a point where there is a biplane and there is a zeppelin. Right. you you essentially get to an airport after being at this castle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you get in the biplane, you just you just see the controls for the biplane in front of right. you, and you have to know how to fly a biplane. <laughs> you have to. I'm not even kidding. You have to turn the like turn the. Um, power on then you have to pump the the choke and you have to like you have to do everything in order otherwise oh my God. guards chase you and you run into the zeppelin and then the guard at the zeppelin is a golden gloves boxing champion who you, <laughs> he's like the <laughs> hardest fight in the game oh no so um yeah i got to that point and then i was stuck i couldn't get past that and that's where yeah. i ended my playthrough uh, and so I was like, "What do you do there? Because you you can't buy a ticket to the to the um, the zeppelin unless you've got mm. a certain amount of money." And in the castle, there's different places where you can find money. I was right. fifteen marks short. Right. So I was like, "What well, what do I what do I do?" So I looked up, and apparently in the library there's a book that is how to fly a biplane. <laughs> <laughs> and if you find that book. Then you can actually take the biplane, which is essentially like a shortcut, because the zeppelin is apparently the hardest part of the game. Okay. I remember years ago being stuck on the zeppelin bit. But right. I was I I thought that was just me being a kid. Apparently, hmm. it is nigh on impossible the zeppelin section. <laughs> uh, so the best way to do it is to find this book. So I yeah. I went back and looked at like uh at at, at what books there are in the library. Mm-hmm. And there's Mein camp. Apparently, you can skip a fight by giving that to a guard, right? Um, and there's just a bunch of different books where you can, if you pick up those books, it just makes the rest of the game easier. <laughs> right, okay. If you know exactly when to use it, because there are different guards where different books will or won't work on them, or whatever. Like the 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 guy you give mind camp to it, is like a, it's it's one of the what specific one of the guards, right? And all the guards look the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some of them are a little more portly than the others, and some of them are a different room, but like, if you're just playing the game through without a walkthrough, yeah. you,
1: you, it's trial and error. It does feel like some of these games, <laughs> I just don't understand how anyone is supposed to know half of this stuff without using a guide, but obviously somebody's done it in order to make the guides in the first place, unless they released official guides for them. But when you've got a especially a point-and-click game, like the whole point of a point-and-click game is the puzzles, so if you're releasing an official guide on how to complete all of those puzzles, that's kind of just—you might as well not buy the game. This- the, yeah, the the
0: biggest the biggest red flag for me while playing this was every single time you go to the save game state, uh, the save game yeah. window, there's a phone number at the bottom for ringing <laughs> up and ordering a hint book. Yes, I did spot that. They must have made a fortune because I was tempted they, yeah. to see if that number still worked, <laughs> and I've got the internet.
1: Yeah, uh, th- these are the only two LucasArts games I never played back back in the day. Uh, I did have a LucasArts uh, box set of games, it had quite a mixture in most of them were point and clicks. It also had dark forces in it for some reason. So I played them all and really enjoyed them all, I did manage to, I, I'm never, never very quick with point and click adventure games. But I played through all of them and loved all of them and it was, I don't think any of them were this old. Maybe the original Monkey Island, when was that? That would have been. Uh, Early 90s. Is it early 90s? So it would have been after this in that case. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Although although I. Yeah, it it must have been very early 90s, like 91. Because I was actually shocked by the the leap forward between Last Crusade and Fate of Mm. Atlantis.
1: Yeah. It's just three years. Three years
0: years between them. Mm. And it's incredible the the mm-hmm. amount of difference in yeah. graphical quality that uh, there's actually voice acting in Fate of yeah. Atlantis. Like- well,
1: the things you're saying out of your mouth right now are very similar to things <laughs> that I may or may not say <laughs> in my next diary entry. So let's let's jump to hour six. Hour six. Okay, so just over an hour into Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, and how do I feel about it? Drum roll. It is so much better, so, so much better. I don't just mean the presentation or the standard upgrades. I mean pace-wise and gameplay-wise and direction-wise. It is just everything I've come to expect from LucasArts games from this period and it's just three years ahead of its predecessor. I think taking the first puzzle is a perfect example of how much better this is all working. Firstly, the intro is just Indiana Jones bumbling around and falling through multiple floors until he accidentally finds the thing he was looking for anyway. This is much, much better than the previous game where Indiana Jones gets dressed and then talks to a man The humour here is immediately off on the right foot. The story gets jumping straight away with Jones having an artefact stolen and you're pointed in the direction of your former partner, once archaeologist, now psychic, as the next logical step. Without even needing to do it yourself, you're already on the first scene. You need to find a way into the cinema where she's giving a talk. Outside of some admittedly awkward crate pushing to get into the place, you immediately know what you need to do just by looking at the items on the screen. You're backstage, there are levers. the levers are hooked up to a fake ghost, the woman you need to talk to is on stage giving a presentation. Use ghost to halt presentation. Old man stops you from doing that, but dialogue points out he likes to read. There's a newspaper stand outside. It all just flows together perfectly. There's no wandering around in a catacomb for three hours, wondering why the hell you're in the catacombs in the first place. From there, you're off on a jet-setting trip around the world. Each location is a click-away. They're all relatively small, but each interlink and have their own little puzzles. I am, admittedly, a little stuck on what I need to do next, but I keep uncovering little threads that are starting to pull together to form a solution. And that, dear listeners, is exactly what makes a good point-and-click adventure game. Unless I begin to hate it, because I can't get any further. But I guess we'll see in the coming hours. Yeah, slight difference there. Uh, and you're right. You're right. It is it's better in every regard <laughs> in, yeah. in the space
0: of three years. I mean, the the, the graphics and the sound and stuff like that, uh, they're great. Mm-hmm. But you hit absolutely on what the changes there. There's just the, the 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 guidance and the, just the game design
1: side of it mm-hmm. where they it flows. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not necessarily easier. No. In that, oh, the puzzles are, are really simple. It's that you know what the puzzle is. <laughs> I think yeah. that's, that's the biggest clarity uh, element is that at the start of the previous game, you are just dropped into okay, here's Indiana Jones, he's in the faculty off you go Mm. Uh, in this it's like okay here's the story this has happened and this has happened you need to go find this person ah German stole something quick get him Uh, you know everything just kind of flows like a film would which is ironic because this one isn't based on a film but the other one was well I think that's the
0: issue is they relied on everyone knowing the film with the previous Mm. one so they didn't bother doing any of the legwork to actually push you in the direction you're supposed to be going in they were just like well you've seen the film Otherwise, you wouldn't yeah. have bought the game. So you know what you're supposed to be doing. Now play the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it does absolutely nothing to, to lead you in. I don't, maybe I should have watched the film prior to playing it, but I, I shouldn't it shouldn't have It wouldn't to. have helped you that much, honestly.
0: <laughs> like, when you get to that castle, it, it, they, they just gave up on, on making it that similar <laughs> to the film at that point. And honestly, that castle, There's there's points where you have to give there's one point where there's like a drunk soldier and you have to it gives you a stein to refill and I kept tr- giving him drink to try and like it, it, you're supposed to just steal the stein
1: right okay <laughs> now, It's just it, yeah
0: so and that's not in the film there's not none of that in the film you don't it's just got no clues what what you're supposed to be doing yeah. whereas fate of atlantis it's just yeah there's a there's one door you've gotta go through. And in mm-hmm. fact, there are multiple ways to do it. Because you said about the box pushing. Yeah. I was just nice to the man.
1: Oh, yes. I, I, I just read spoke to the man. <laughs> now, from, from what I've read, there's actually like three different paths through the game.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the game. Yeah. And it's, and it's a weird thing realize. with certain stuff because it parts of it feel empty, and then you realize mm. it's a part that was sort of designed for another version yes. of another path. Yes, um, there
1: is there is a section in a, one of the, the next diary entries where I'm absolutely baffled because I spent ages doing something that amounted to nothing, but after reading about it afterwards, I was like oh, that that's actually probably part of a different path I could have gone down but uh, there's a lot of stuff that changes each time you play the game Yeah, um, like there's a lot of puzzles later on that you have to read a book and the book will basically give you the answers, but the answers are quite cryptic and that the answers change mm. every time you play which is nice because it's not often that you get games point and click games at least that offer any replayability at all so having multiple paths and the puzzles changing is uh, is a very good idea i reckon
0: yeah well that's one of the things i i, I really enjoyed about uh, like when i remembered the game it's one of the things mm. i really remember enjoying and i did actually enjoy the um, the way it played out because there are bits where you you know you're saying about you're going through the library and you've got to find the different things you, there's one point mm-hmm. you have to go back there and every single time it's in a different place and it's under a different name and you can't just remember what, what you were supposed to do you've actually ah, sort right. of there's a you know there there are a number of puzzles in there that come to the solution. So if you play it multiple multiple times, yeah, you can remember all the different ways that you could do it and do just yeah. do all of them. But like it would take a lot longer than
1: just knowing. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, there's uh, you could play that through three or four times and have three or four different experiences in trying mm. to do that puzzle essentially. I yeah. Right, yeah I right. really enjoy it. I, I think that's one of the really good things about the game is they. Um, some of it it feels like they didn't have the time or the budget maybe to flesh it out all that much yeah. but like the scope of it's great like the way that they the, the, what they were going for and what they actually managed to achieve is fantastic especially for the time for like because yeah. I, I, I can't remember another point and click adventure which gives you so many different ways in which to do things
1: yeah yeah the um the the dynamic between the two main characters in this one's really good uh, you've got the it feels very much like it's been lifted from one of the Indiana Jones films in the way that he's got a, a female sidekick who mm. neither of them like each other. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford always seems to play men who have uh, has female um, sidekicks <laughs> that don't like each other. I mean, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Blade Runner, there's always, <laughs> there's always a female uh, that there's kind of sexual tension between, but actually also probably hate each other a bit and that that's kind of where this game goes she is a ex archaeologist i guess now turning back into an archaeologist based on trying to find atlantis but she is a psychic medium yeah um which is quite a lot she's also quite
0: a bit younger than him <laughs> yes there's like about 10 different red flags. (laughs) If
1: you're playing it in 2020,
0: I mean, punching Nazis is great, but... (laughs) (laughs) But again, Harrison
1: Ford always seems to play that character as well. I mean, in Blade Runner, he looks about uh, late... 30s and uh, the the I suppose she's an android, so it's fine. Um, the, the android is probably like early 20s, mid 20s. I think that's more uh, just a thing that they do in films. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> they, they always cast a very young female role. I think that's, and... I think that's just the patriarchy. <laughs> might be the patriarchy. Um, so yeah, I, one of the things I found again after the fact is that. There's a certain section where she says, do you want me to come with you? Or do you mm. want to go off on your own? And I chose, come with me, because I, I, I don't know. I didn't expect right. her to actually not come. It was just a, a, well, I'll say that, but apparently that is a changing point in the game where it got almost like between easy and difficult, where if you take her with you, you get the easier puzzles. If you don't, you get the more difficult puzzles. There's a third
0: option as well. Right, okay. Which, uh, Kill there, her. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is whether she comes with you, there's whether you go on your own and think things through, and nice. there's whether you really like action. Oh. And if you like action, <laughs> guess what you have to do?
1: <laughs> is it more
0: fighting? Fighting. The friggin' two D number pad fighting, yes.
1: <sighs> no, so I
0: I, I I actually left her there because I was like, I know that. The thinking path is the one with no fighting, and I yeah. can't remember if you, when you go with her there is fighting in it. <laughs> so so you're I
1: specifically trying to avoid the fighting.
0: Yeah, so I, I left her. I left her back at the college to go on the thinky route, right. uh, because I just worked, I was like I don't want to have to fight Nazis. <laughs> it's just please no. Don't make yeah. me do the 2D fighting.
1: <laughs> so did you actually get into a fight in this game, or, or did you manage to avoid them?
0: No, if, if you go that route, uh, mm. there is literally no fighting. Oh, um, if you get caught by a Nazi for any reason, uh, there's always the option to just say, oh, look behind you, a three-headed monkey,
1: <laughs> and run away. Classic. Hour hey. Lumping two hours together here because progress has now slowed massively. Almost like I cursed myself for enjoying the first hour, but calm down, everyone. I'm still enjoying it. I'm just enjoying it while being annoyed. The first thing that had me stumped for ages was the exact puzzle I left it on, or at least the problem was that I didn't know what the puzzle was. I had multiple locations I could go to, but what I needed to do was distract a shopkeeper so I could steal his lamp and use the kerosene in the lamp in order to dislodge a stone snake that I could use on a statue to open a tomb to get a jewel. There's no real indication that the lamp is even obtainable. Every time we try to pick it up, the shopkeeper stops you, and every time you look at the stone snake, it just says it's gummed up. I knew I was missing an item, I just didn't know what, and 30 minutes of fumbling eventually led to a solution. The same could be said of the next puzzle, in which I needed to go find some text about Atlantis. I spent 15 minutes unscrewing the screws on the back of a bookcase that didn't actually do anything. And I'm not sure what the purpose of all that was, because the text was actually in a treasure chest in a completely different room. Bizarre. The rest of the two hours was spent tricking a man by wearing a bedsheet and then finding some food for a beggar, so... I could use a hot air balloon for reasons I don't fully understand. Still enjoying it overall, though. Certainly more than the previous piece of shit. I'm sure in the past, when I've reviewed uh, point-and-click games, I think it might have been a Toonstruck review that I did this on. And it's very apparent here that I'm going through the same motions. Yeah,
0: that I've, you really I've... hit
1: the nail on the head with
0: that Toonstruck review, I have to say. <laughs> As a point-and-click adventure fan, you really... Cut to the heart of
1: it, yeah, it's a, it's a roller coaster, it's a minecart roller coaster in which you, when you're making progress, it feels really good, and then there's a lot of uphill in between that you have to kind of w- wait for the goodness to come back again because there's certain points you get to, and you're just like, I just what am I missing? I must be missing something, and then you end up going around and clicking on things and looking at things and trying to find. Anything that will press you forward. I mean, that that puzzle with the guy and the kerosene lamp I wasn't a big fan of. Mainly because Mm. the solution is kind of out of the screen of where the kerosene lamp is to make you forget about it. So basically, you have to take him inside the tomb, then get her to talk to him to distract him. Then walk back out of the tomb, go to the kerosene lamp and pick it up. But there's nothing... There's nothing to indicate that that lamp is the solution that you need yeah. to, to, to get that rock out the wall It was literally just me trying anything at that point that, that got me to To, to try that because she was distracting him. So I was like, okay use everything on that, <laughs> that stone to try and get I was using a jar of mayonnaise at one point <laughs> just to try and get this stone I knew I needed to get that stone, but I don't know, it wasn't immediately clear to me like, oh, kerosene from a lamp, that, that will be perfect for this particular puzzle. Yeah,
0: I mean that's still one of the things that I I, I struggle with on these games is like, I don't know that kerosene gets rid of yeah, tarnish. Exactly. Like I've, yeah. I, I've set it on fire before, but I think that's about mm. my extent
1: of my kerosene usage. Yeah, and I always think in situations like this, like he has a lot of stuff on him at that point. It's like, yeah. okay, it's gummed up. There are so many things that you could do to un-gum, like just scrape it out yeah. using something. So there are so many more obvious solutions hmm. to that particular problem than the actual solution in order to do it. And I think that's where, like, I play a lot of puzzle games anyway. I know it sounds like I, I don't because <laughs> apparently I get stuck every five seconds. But the, the puzzle games that I play tend to be, like, logical Like really logical puzzle based things where it has an answer that is Set within defined rules and I found with point-and-click adventure games My answer in my head is always the most logical thing and it always ends up being The least logical answer (laughs) and I think that's why it takes me ages to get anywhere in these games because it's uh, It's usually time spent thinking or why can't I just use a stick to scrape yeah. out that, <laughs> although that is say, also
0: um, one thing that always makes me laugh when I play um, point and click adventure games because there's certain ones where it's like I've got a crowbar and yeah. the the solution to like 20 of the different puzzles you just hit it with the crowbar, <laughs> yes. pry it open with the crowbar, smash it with the crowbar and you you're like that's what you want <laughs> which is right but like sometimes you do want something a little more finessed. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean you'll find in a lot uh, this game does it as well actually Where you, you pick up items in a certain room uh, oh, Actually I mentioned it in this where, where you have to dress up as a ghost To uh, to scare Trotty Into leaving the sunstone behind um, Basically You convince a Frenchman To come to uh, your hotel room So that uh, I can't remember her name now So that, that uh, Harrison Ford's female friend Can do a seance with him And then you hide in the back, and you pick up a flashlight and a sheet, and you put on a mask to look like Nurab sal the the ghost of Atlantis or something. And then you come out and scare him, and he runs away. But when you leave the room, Indy's like, hmm, I'd better put this torch back. Ooh, i better put this sheet back. And then you leave. And it's like, well, I could have used those in another puzzle later down the line. Like, a flashlight could come in handy (laughs) for, for multiple situations, but... I guess it's kind of good that it just takes them out of your inventory to stop you from clicking on them constantly in the hope to do something. Well,
0: there is that, but then there's also, it, that leads into another like issue with with the game, in that like there are certain points where you try and walk out of a room, and he says oh, I've still got this and you're like, okay, uh, yeah. put it down then put it, put it, yeah. Just there's, there's it one point down. where you're up a ladder, and he says, I better go for this ladder first you're like,
1: just do the animation for me. Why are you making me click this? Yeah, and I did find actually this was in both games that clicking on the uh, the verbs at the bottom sometimes just didn't work first time. Yeah. So I would click on it and then click on something else, but it hadn't clicked on the verb. So then he would just walk to it and look at it. And like, why is he not doing it? Oh, I think right.
0: I think I might be just because we're essentially playing it through a client of some kind, like ScumVM Possibly. or whatever. Because yeah. I found on mine, um, when you walk, first walk onto a screen, just don't do anything for the
1: first five seconds.
0: Because it <laughs> be, it's, it's 50-50 as to whether that thing will actually be cu- counted.
1: Oh, right, okay. I'm not sure I came across it. I did come across a section where um, indie... It basically sounded like he was having a stroke. He, there's a section where there's an object out of reach, and you click, choose, pick up on it. And Indy walked up to it and went, "That's out of that that that's out of and he would just keep doing that until I clicked to move him away. So he just kept on feet. He's broken. Indy's broken. Uh, I mean, that was the only section of the game where it did that. Weirdly, this is one <laughs> item. When I tried to pick it up, he he just kept doing that.
0: He's got a bit excited about the puzzle.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's it, it it's still enjoyable, even where there are frustrations. There, there's some really good puzzles in it as well, which I didn't mention in that. Like the um, I really enjoyed the one where you had to. Answer the guy's question. So this guy was saying, "Oh, I'll only let you into the tomb if you prove to me that you know such and such." So uh, it's the the name of Plato's book, which Mm. is "Hermocrates," but Indy doesn't know that at the time. But every time you answer the question, there's a parrot in the background (laughs) that keeps shouting things related to what you've said. So I think you end up saying, "I don't know the name of the book." And the parrot goes, WHA, book or something along those lines. So then you go and talk to the parrot and ask it about the book and it tells you the name. Yeah, like, I think I think you say Lost Dialogue
0: and it says yes. Hermocrates, a friend of Socrates <laughs> yeah.
1: or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, Okay, brilliant. That's yeah, that's a really charming little puzzle, that one. I mm. it's a lot it's it's definitely the best puzzle out of the two between that and the kerosene lamp yeah. and the <laughs> so elephant trunk.
1: Yes, yeah, because it just, yeah, that was the other thing. Because you're kind of locked in this situation of not knowing what to do, there's like three different locations. The other locations you're pretty much, you can't do anything else in them, so you mm. give up on them. So you, you're in this place, there's like two or three screens, you're not quite sure what to do, and then when you're looking at the stuff, it's like, well, this this. Snake on the wall looks different to the others. So yeah, like, okay. Well, I know it's. A, I need to get that out somehow. And then you look at the elephant on the wall, and it just says, "This elephant needs a nose." it's like, okay. And at the time, I had like a lump of coal. So, I was like, <laughs> well, give it, give it that nose. What do you want from me? I need a carrot. <laughs> Someone give <laughs> yeah. me a carrot i just couldn't work out what and then afterwards when he t- cuz it kind of solves itself at that point once you've got mm. that snake it's like oh okay use that as a nose and this that and, this, and everything kind of falls into place but there is nothing else to solve at that point you're you're honed in on this one thing and if you don't know how to answer that question then you're you're knackered really there's, there's literally nothing else to do and nowhere yeah, else it, to go yeah
0: it turns from like a minecart coaster
1: into being stuck on a bus yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, next to somebody who stinks. Hour <laughs> uh, nine. Ten. Well, that last two hours was an ordeal. Skipping over a lot of stuff, I got to a section where I had to use a sunstone on a wall thing. I figured out that I had to align a certain symbol with another symbol because it said to do that in Plato's Hermocrates. Nothing worked. Well, that didn't do anything, said Indy 500 times as I desperately spanned the stupid sunstone and clicked. Well, that didn't do anything. So you keep saying! It got to the point where I had to go and look at a guide which specifically told me what I was doing was correct. Well, that didn't do anything. This has to be a bug. I go and look online. Other people having issues with the same section. Some people saying it's a bug. Some people saying to put the sunstone in a different position. Some saying it works fine for them. So if it's not working for someone else, then it's definitely that person's fault. Because this is what people online are like. Very helpful. I keep finding something that sounds like a solution. I go and try it. Well, that didn't do anything. I go back in for one final attempt and accidentally click the middle of the sunstone. It turns out I had to push a button. I would have figured this out a lot quicker if Indy didn't keep saying, Well, that didn't do anything, as if what I was doing was correct, but not quite lined up properly. Son of a bitch. That wasted at least 30 minutes. I then go to a dig site where I find another one of these dials, but this dial needs a sunstone and a moonstone. This time, instead of saying, well that didn't do anything, Indy spends the next hour saying, it's just a pile of rubble, as I wander around various empty rooms until I eventually figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. Which I won't spoil here, because I'd like other people to be as rigorously bored of clicking on things as I was. I then get a moonstone. I read Plato's Hermocrates. I know where to put the sunstone and the moonstone. And I now know to press the button in the middle. Well, that didn't do anything. You know what? Fuck you, Indy. Well, that didn't do anything. That that phrase oh. and and the phrase—it's uh, just a pile of rubble. Absolutely broke me over that two hours. Yeah. Well, the pushing the button in the middle. I was actually <laughs>
0: pretty, a little bit amused that that was the problem you had. <laughs> but there is there is actually a bug with the the second version, uh, the second puzzle.
1: Right, which okay. had me
0: doing exactly the same thing for ages. Yeah. Uh and I, I'm convinced it's a bug. I, I you have there's certain ones where you have to you, you get the right thing lined up. Yeah. But instead of aligning it with the horns at the top, which mm-hmm. is what you do with the first one, you have to get it ninety degrees different. Right. You put the solution in, but just in a different spot. And then it okay. works. <laughs> it's a bug. <laughs> it's got to be a bug. There's no sense yeah, cent- because it, it, it even it didn't says not make any sense to me either. It, during, while you're doing the the puzzle, Indy even says on one of the things, maybe I have to get it aligned with the horns at the top.
1: Yeah, Instead, that's no. what, That's what he said to me on the second one as well. Oh, no,
0: just, I've just that's what I've just done. Yeah, you're <laughs> I like I've understand. did that, and that didn't work. You little yeah. twat! You little pixelated <laughs> dickhead! <laughs> so you end up just doing uh, like a random thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then later in the game, a th- there's a third thing that goes on the top, the world stone. Oh, and it makes it even right. worse. Yeah. So I can imagine. yeah, you just get more and more options while knowing the thing is actually
1: bugged out. Right. So what well, kind of wasn't just me, even though the first one was The first
0: one me. definitely was you. You were the <laughs> problem in that situation. But then I I've played the game before and remember this being a nightmare before and I couldn't remember why it was a nightmare. Right. Even when you're doing the right thing, it tells you you're
1: doing the wrong thing, and you just have to do the right thing slightly wrong. Yeah, when it, because I had so much trouble with the first one, when I lined that, that second one up correctly, and he still didn't... Over, I, that was it. It was like, yeah. right, I've got five minutes left, I'm not doing this anymore. So I, just, <laughs> I just had to step off. Um, yeah, I think this particular section of the game was a bit of a slog... Uh, puzzle wise that one thing i don't like in point and click games and that's essentially what this whole bit was you know what let's let's go back to the one thing that i didn't mention first is the hot air balloon ride oh yeah no the hot air balloon ride is a puzzle in which you um let's start off with something good right <laughs> let's go even further <laughs> back let's start off with something good one thing this kind of ties in with the parrot puzzle um You have to convince your uh, non-girlfriend to be the assistant for a knife thrower. You know that you need a knife. He wants a woman, and she won't do it. But there is one dialogue option that makes her go and take another look. And one of the things she says is, You can't push me into this, Indy, with PUSH in capital letters. (laughs) And I was like, that's a very that's a very nice way of basically saying you need to push her <laughs> into, into it. Because obviously there is a verb for push. So I really like that. Um, that felt like a, an aha moment, which is what it's, it's I all, like in point-and-click games.
0: Yeah, and it's a nice little
1: joke towards the player as well. Yes. Where it's yeah. just like, it, go on, do, do, do the funny thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I like that. And then it's probably after that that everything went downhill. So you... You need the knife because you get in a hot air balloon And you cut the rope And then you're off into the desert And you're trying to find the dig site So This hot air balloon You ascend and You have a button to ascend and a button to descend And It doesn't explain (laughs) At all what the hell is going on So for maybe five solid minutes I was spinning around in circles Going all over the place And I thought it was just the wind that was changing the direction of the hot air balloon, because when you reach the edge of a screen, he he would say, oh, there seems to be an air pocket here, and then you would fly up. But what's actually happening is, when you click Descend, you change direction clockwise, and and when you ascend, you change direction anticlockwise. So you have to descend onto very specific places, but you've also got to kind of go past them so that you yeah, can you then lower yourself while circling. Well, you go you,
0: <laughs> also. You go a different speed depending what direction you're in. Yes. So you have to, if you if you know that you'll go faster southwest. You mm-hmm. have to go northeast a bit before you start circling. Yeah. And I, on my playthrough, I got into a hot air balloon. I had to make the hot air balloon first, while mm. in Greece. Oh, okay. I, in when I was in Algiers, I just had to steal a camel. Right. Uh, but when I was when I was in in Greece, I had to make a hot air balloon in order to land it on a
1: moving submarine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my playthrough was that I had to give a, a I had to trade with a marketplace guy to get uh, some food to give to a beggar who gave me a free ticket to a hot air balloon, <laughs> don't know why, uh, Promotional he it. Like it. <laughs> he said, if you give me food, I've got a free gift for you, and that that was his promotion for the day, it was uh, okay, uh, and then yeah, I got a hot air balloon ride, because you do get camels, but they both die um, straight away, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just come back to town, so uh, yeah, it's good to see that the game does kind of veer off in very different directions then, depending on which path you choose. Uh, Unfortunately, you still have to fly the hot air balloon, which is the uh, the biggest ordeal. So you basically you have to fly around in a desert, land in different villages, and those uh, well, not villages. It's like just a nomad camps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You land there. You speak to them, and you say, uh, "Look at this map. How far away am I?" And they give you vague uh, directions. And then if you land on one that's in the same screen as the X, it'll just put the X on the map. Yeah. Um. And then you get shot down by Nazis when you get there. But yeah, that hot air balloon, because it doesn't tell you how high or low you are, so you kind of have yeah. to guess when you're going to land. And the amount of times I landed just in the middle of a desert and had to get back on the balloon and fly off, uh, it was very, very awkward. And,
0: and it's and... it's quite a tight zone for landing as well. Yes, there were a couple of times is. where when I was... Trying to get on the submarine I'd, It'd just be like, whoop, can't land there And it'd just be so <laughs> such a, a slight miss And I'm like, just give it to uh, me Just let me yeah. do it I just want to get on the submarine
1: Yeah, so then you, you go into the dig site uh, Again, a lot of the puzzles in that are really like You go into the dig site, it's pitch black And you your look at changes to touch mm. So you're clicking on things in the dark You're kind of just hovering your mouse around trying to find where things are Uh, And then you can work out there's a generator there And there's a a clay pot and there's a hose pipe So straight away there's a car outside You know straight away the light bulb comes on I need to go and get this for the Some gas for the um, The generator to turn the lights on And then all the way up until that bloody sundial puzzle uh, uh, Which basically you have to use a wooden peg and a sundial And you put it into the wall And then you read the book of Hermocrates, which tells you where to position it. So I kept positioning it. And then I was clicking on the horns at the top. Every time I did that, he just kept saying, um, well, that didn't do anything. And that to me was like, oh, okay so it didn't do anything that time maybe it's in the wrong position i was trying every position i was taking it out i was putting it back in but nowhere even in the guides that i found nowhere was saying right push, and then push click, the spindle click in the middle because it didn't yeah. even
0: say button it's a spindle
1: yes exactly so, yeah
0: um but one there is a really nice design touch actually um regarding the dark room because mm. if you are in there for a little while it gets very slightly lighter.
1: Oh right, okay. So it's like your I eyes are adjusting,
0: because I, I thought to myself, oh, I am sure I couldn't see the outline yeah. of that thing before, and the longer you're in the room, the more Indy's eyes adjust, and uh, it's it's very subtle in, to yeah. the point where you probably like you could easily not notice it, but that you just do see the slight outline of things after you've been mm-hmm. in there a while. Then it's just a nice little n- nudge towards there's a thing over there you've probably missed. Yeah, yeah, because um, oh, that's good. Yeah, because the the I think it was the the generator. It's it's not just a the generator. There's a button. There's a yes. There's, uh, there's a like cap. a cap that you have to. Yeah. So when I was like, I, I'd got the fuel, and I was like, okay, fill generator. It's like, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. and you have to open metal, the touch metal thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a cap. Okay, open metal cap. Now pour it in. Now push yeah. little metal thing, which is switch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the the generator cap did catch me off... Uh, sorry, the the fuel cap caught me off guard for a second because I was like, what have I missed now? And I was trying to fill up the generator, and he was like, whoa, that doesn't do anything. Yeah. No, just put it in, Indy, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, it was nice that like, after a little bit, I could see the outline of that cap yes. in the darkness. And I was
1: like, ah, right, there's a frigging... There's a tube on the top. You know, I, I did notice that, but I actually thought it was my eyes.
0: I, exactly. I thought... I. I thought it was like oh has my monitor got like a it must <laughs> like be a, game, adaptive, a gamer adaptive, adaptive. <laughs> yeah no i think i think that is literally just part of the game is it it shifts the like there's certain like greeny brown uh, mm. pixels that come into the the yeah, into the, the forefront in, yeah into the forefront a bit more and you can just see the outline just really subtly.
1: You know, one thing I found really funny about this game, is probably the same with the other one as well, but just how much time and money does Indiana Jones have to go flitting between all of these places at will because there was multiple times where I'd just go somewhere and then realise I was in the wrong place and then immediately get in a taxi and go back to the airport. It's like, he's wasted a lot of money today just from trying to find an item <laughs> that you might need somewhere else.
0: Well, in, in uh, The Last Crusade, I, I went back and forth between um, uh, between Venice and America. I, I went hmm. back and forth between Venice and America three times, all for a bit of sellotape. <laughs>
1: so yeah that guy is that guy's minted he <laughs> really is yeah minted and apparently just doesn't care how much time he wastes which yeah he's is, uh, yeah. useful he's got a uh, really cushy job at that university and you know. <laughs> he does he doesn't do anything no. with that. um i one thing i did notice uh all the way up to the, this point in both games is he has his whip And never once is it used for anything uh, up to the points that I got to in those games, which I was quite disappointed by. I did try and use it on everything. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And it was never the right solution.
0: Yeah, he does use it a few times when you get to actually to Atlantis. Ah, okay. And when he does it, it goes... (laughs) Which is quite satisfying.
1: Yes. So that's a welcome payoff, I reckon. (laughs) Uh, Lovely. Okay. Let's let's go then with predictions for both games Um, I'm going to predict that you'll probably not want to play the first one again although you may well do just because I know what you're like Um, (laughs) but I don't think you would like it Uh, The Atlantis I think you would uh, happily play through multiple times especially with it having the uh, the repeat uh, the repeatable journeys and different directions it can go and the changes that it brings in with the the puzzles and stuff i don't i think if you enjoy that then uh, there's no reason not to go back to it because there's, there's other stuff to discover really so that's my predictions
0: yeah uh, i i'm just gonna do the spider-man pointing at another spider-man meme <laughs> and and say exactly exactly the same right you, you obviously are never gonna touch uh last crusade again there's okay. no there's not a Chance in hell. You're touching that (laughs) game again. But um, I think you might go down the thinky route. Or maybe maybe even get a little bit curious as to what the
1: fighting's like and go down the action route. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Uh, Let's go with my stupid jingle for this month, uh, which I call No More Snakes. I just hope there's no snakes around here. Why did it have to be why did it have to be? why did it have to be? Nobody would have thought there were snakes. I
0: hate snakes!
1: Why'd it have to be? I
0: hate snakes!
1: Take a look at my snakes if you have time. I hate snakes! Take a look at my snakes if you have time. Any snakes around here? The snakes came from inside you. I hate snakes. All the snakes are asleep this time of year. Do you think there are snakes around here? I hate snakes. I hate snakes. We knew to be afraid of snakes long before we ever even got into
0: this world. And then, lastly, there are officially no more snakes here.
1: (laughs) Go talk about snakes. Um, I'm just trying to place all of those quotes <laughs> it took me a while to find all those quotes <laughs> um, ok uh, you go first then was okay. I
0: right? you were absolutely 100% correct <laughs> uh, I I actually completed uh, Fate of Atlantis on the okay. thinky route it took me a little over 5 hours but by that point I was committed so yeah. I, I actually went through and I finished it Um but I really did want to go back and play the team route mm-hmm. um, because I do rem- like like the uh, the ghost uh, puzzle and stuff like that. I remember there being some more interesting puzzles because Alan Trottier in uh, in Algiers, uh, not in Algiers, um, uh, is it in Paris. Paris, Paris uh, yeah. You, yeah, you just in my playthrough. There's just one screen where you're outside the hotel. And he's mm-hmm. just walking back and forth. And he have to talk to him. Yes. And yeah, then there's exactly. a weird car chase thing. That's Uh-oh. really awkward. Uh, okay. But yeah, I definitely want to go back and do the team route so I can, I can, I can do some more of those puzzles because I think I think the game's probably designed for the team route and then chopped yeah. up and changed for the others. Yeah, just to I give you more options.
1: So. Yeah, it would seem that's where most of the dialogue, uh, story-wise, lies is in the team route as well. Yeah. Uh, almost like a first playthrough, do this and then go in the other directions next time you play
0: yeah uh, to be honest i would be tempted to go back to last crusade but oh, purely God. because i want to see what happens after the biplane bit yeah
1: because <laughs> I suppose so you you're you're close enough now to to finish it off i guess
0: i think i think i'm right near the end that's yeah. basically like i'm just about to go to the is it jordan where you end up in 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 last crusade and there's all no the idea. trials and things like that. Like, I wouldn't okay. mind seeing what they do with that. It's probably horrible. <laughs> you probably just end up, like, the trials massive, are 12 Nazis you got to fight, fights. and each one's <laughs> slightly bigger than the last one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, for me, it was spot on. I'm never going to touch the first one ever again, uh, so long as I live. And uh, the second one, as much as I gripes about it toward the end, that's just how I am with point and click. Yeah. (laughs) They drive me insane, but it's uh, it's a good one. Um, And I've played enough of it now where I don't really want to stop until I've got through... Uh, very blunderingly got through what's left of it because uh, yeah, when I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. But um, point and click games just really, really great on me, uh, and that that's that's the same of even the best of them. I I, I feel like I always want forward motion, and uh, whenever yeah. it gets to those points where I'm stuck, it feels like I'm wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it. It,
0: it, you absolutely are. Really, I mean, it, there there's. Like five minutes before a solution, where you actually figure out the solution, Mm. and anything before that, you have literally wasted that time. You have just tried things that haven't worked for no reason. Like you just, yeah. There's, uh, I, I love point and clicks, but sometimes when you just get stuck for like a whole hour and you just sat there going, what am I doing? And then you (laughs) realise, oh, the ladder you put down. You're supposed to pick that back up
1: uh, of course and yeah. then you're
0: like oh right yeah because I, I could use a ladder here brilliant
1: great I just <laughs> yeah. I just
0: didn't click
1: the thing again mm-hmm. it, and I think that's my my issue is and it's why I like logic puzzles probably more than stuff like this is because you could be you could be holding five items and there is one there's one thing that needs a solution that needs an item but at no point do you ever know if any of those five items are the whole of the items that you need or if there's one mm-hmm. other item yeah. somewhere that you haven't found that is the solution. And I think that's where my frustration lies is that I'm, I'm always just thinking, have I missed something? Is there something I needed to pick up somewhere that that is going to solve this solution? Um, so even when I've got the correct answers, sometimes I'm just thinking... There must be there must be something else. There must be something that I've missed, uh, like combining items. So then I just get into a position of well, I'm just combining everything yeah, or using everything is, on everything. That is the
0: worst. When I get to that point in a point and click adventure where I'm just going, use bubble gum on rake, <laughs> use use tissue on yeah. spam,
1: Hearing and Indiana Jones say, "Well, that didn't do anything." <laughs> yeah, Fourteenth yeah. time. <laughs> That yeah. doesn't work. That yeah, doesn't yes. work. Because I was Discworld,
0: Eric Idle saying that doesn't work. If mm-hmm. I ever meet Eric Idle, in- <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he's a dead man.
1: Uh, well, that is uh, both Indiana Jones games. There are more Indiana Jones games, but we didn't play them, so we're not talking about them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for uh, next month. Stu should be back, and uh, I'm not letting him pick, uh, because John has gracefully filled in for him. But I have picked three games, and Stu has chosen the one that he would like, but he's not getting the choice to screw him. So, uh, I I wanted to keep the... uh, What I like to do, because I like logical puzzles, is to take something from the game that we've just played... And then make a theme out of it So this, obviously uh, Playing the games this month They're all based on films right? uh, Or at least the first one is The second one isn't, but the film properties So I've gone with three games That are based on Not necessarily film properties But properties in general uh, Media properties, films and and such like This is getting more tenuous with every second (laughs) It really is It's a logical (laughs) puzzle So First choice is Die Hard trilogy on the PS1. The second choice is The Warriors on PS2, and the third choice is the Transformers on PS2. Well, I am not a big Transformers fan. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't understand it. But <laughs> the other two are all timers. Mm. That's. That's difficult. I've got
1: to be honest. The Transformers one, I was clutching the straws. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm quite happy to see that one vanish. Oh, right. As much as I
0: do love the the Warriors, Mm -hmm. it's got to be the Die Hard trilogy Uh, because that is got really good variety in it. And um, that that uh, shooter, the Die
1: Hard, Die Harder, Die die Hard Two, Die Harder. Yeah, shooter game. That is great. Yeah. And uh,
0: I was <laughs> I was actually discussing this the other day uh, on Twitter with somebody. Um, there's a little secret where if you, I think it's a helicopter at the start. If you shoot that down, you hmm. get twin guns for the rest of the game. Oh wow! And it's the only yeah, way to don't, do it. I don't remember that. I haven't
1: played it for a while, so no,
0: I haven't played it in absolutely eight, well. Uh, I haven't played that one. I I I streamed Die Hard. One and Die Hard, uh, three, uh, okay. a, a while ago. But I hadn't actually mm. revisited the second one. But um, yeah, Abs Just I, I when I had the place, the
1: original PlayStation, I just spent so much time in those games. Yes, yeah. It was a game that everyone seemed to have Die Hard trilogy, yeah. and uh, it shouldn't work. It's it's no. it just shouldn't work. It's three no. completely separate games based on three films, which already sounds like a terrible idea and uh, i remember playing it constantly so uh, yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you've gone for that i was i was in two minds between whether i, w- I really wanted die hard or the warriors because i've never played the warriors but when it's, you said die hard yeah. I, I was like you know what i'm glad you picked the die
0: hard yeah the wa- the warriors is great i remember that being really good and it's even got a, it even had a good multiplayer oh, um, right, okay there was like a king of the hill where there's like a, a big It's like a big pile of rubbish in a scrapyard or something, and you've got to fight to get to the top of it and stay at the top of it against a bunch of other people. So, I mean, I I remember the fighting mechanics being We'll never know because you
1: didn't.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) there's a really good thing you don't get to experience.
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, you'll be pleased to know that Stu chose... The Warriors. I thought it was going to be very disappointing. I thought I thought it would make Stu sad, but I had to go with my heart. Honestly, I'm glad you picked something that Stu didn't pick cuz after this uh, this month's game, uh, <laughs> I I would like to not give him the pleasure of playing something <laughs> that you wanted to. Jesus. So, that'll teach him a lesson. Uh, but yes, Die Hard trilogy, perfect. I think what we'll probably end up doing for that one is maybe 3 hours into the first one 3 hours into the second 3 hours into the third and then for the last hour um make it a choice uh, yeah. and see uh, we'll we'll see what people uh, I think that'll go be for. interesting. I'm I'm definitely yeah. going to play
0: along with you cuz I've I've got those on a, on an emulator on my PC and I Nice. Any excuse to revisit that first
1: one as well. Mm. Cuz that's a genuinely fun like shooter yeah. game. And I always remember having a lot of difficulty with the driving on the third one, yeah, so yeah. that that will be interesting to go <laughs> back to. But yeah, I've got them. I've got them loaded up on the Steam Deck already, so uh, that'll nice. be a good handheld. Yeah, they are time. they are
0: perfect handheld mm. sort of sort of games, I think as well. I think that yeah, an, definitely. Yeah, I think that'd be a good time.
1: Yes. Okay. Lovely. Right, Die Hard trilogy it is. Thank you very much, Mister Bone, for filling in for Stew while uh, he's on. Unf- Filling himself that sounds disgusting uh <laughs> do you uh, want to tell do you want to tell people where uh, they can fill you in well, they feel, well at the
0: minute i I've, i'm taking a, a break from streaming uh so at the minute all i am is uh, an absolute banger of a twitter account wow so uh, just at jbone ds if you want to follow me on twitter and uh, i talk about miniatures and retro gaming and uh, i'm Occasionally abusive to people as well,
1: because it's Twitter, and
0: we've only got we're in the dying days of Twitter now, so all yeah, bets are off.
1: Well, apparently, Have I'm just swinging
0: that? wildly at everybody. <laughs>
1: Lovely. Well, uh, you've obviously picked up on your boxing training from Indiana Jones, <laughs> yeah. and you're you're fascinating on in the Twitter sphere excellent right well thank you everyone for listening once again uh we've got stuff uh, that you'll find links to if you search for it i I, I, always keeps this information i don't know um (laughs) (laughs) click on those links if you know where they are and if you don't it don't matter bye say bye johnny (laughs) (laughs) good night don't have nightmares (laughs) I'm the best at endings. <laughs> uh, dear. For more Stu and Dave shenanigans, join our Discord and follow 10 Hour T on Twitter and Instagram. For Dave, subscribe to Rose Spectrum on YouTube and follow Spectrum
0: Tinted on Twitter. For Stu, YouTube and Twitter are Stu the Brummy and Stewie the
1: Brummie on Instagram. Sounds